0: Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Story jumpers, welcome to another episode of your favorite storytelling podcast. Are you ready to hear a great story? Of course, that's why you're a story jumper. The luckiest star tells the story of Hemi, the smallest, silliest little star in the galaxy. With his best friend, the moon. Lighting his path, Hemi sets out on a quest to find the place where he truly belongs. A sudden encounter with the maker at Christmas time helps Hemi realize he was made to shine, and he soon learns his light was destined to illuminate the greatest gift the world has ever known. Enjoy this reading of The Luckiest Star by Dave Fry and Sidewalk
1: Prophets. This is The Luckiest Star by David Fry, Ben McDonald, and Elizabeth Cardella. Illustrations by David Leonard. Throughout the years, the story of Christmas has been told in many times, many ways. Somewhere buried beneath the wrappings of Christmas's past, far beyond the snow-filled city streets, and deep within the heart of each of us, a special Christmas story shines. The story begins many years ago, high above the earth, as the sunlight fades and the day comes to an end. The stars take their place. Some stars are so big, they can be seen from galaxies far away. Some form groups and create constellations, painting pictures across the universe. Some stars move and some stay put. Some shine bright and some like to run, leaving trails of light behind them. This story is about an altogether uninteresting star. He wasn't the biggest star in the sky. He wasn't the brightest either. He was a curious and lively star named Hemi. Hemi loved to explore everything around him. He was always searching, always wondering. He could see that the sun's job was to light up the day, and the moon's glow helped give shape to the night. Seeing that everyone had a purpose, he wondered why he was made. Where was his place? Where did he fit in? One thing he knew for sure was that he loved to sing. He would sing and sing and sing some more. Even when the other stars were far too busy, Hemi would sing with all his heart. He would sing to his best friend the moon every night. They would laugh and dance and sing together. They would stay up late and watch the world, hoping to see something special. The other stars would all look down. They would see Hemi singing too loud and laughing too much. One day, the other stars all got together. They decided enough was enough. A star's job was important, not something to sing about. They sent the brightest star in the universe, a royal star named Sir to talk to Hemi and put an end to all this noise and mischief. Sir said to the little star, Why don't you act more like us? The Maker made each of us for a purpose. We form our constellations and stand together. We take shape and shine bright. We're always in our place. What a silly star you are. Hemi was heartbroken, though he didn't want to show it. That night his song turned to tears and his laughter to sadness. The little star decided then and there to change his way No more singing, no more laughing, no more dancing. If he was ever going to be important, he would have to be more like the others. He was going to grow up and take shape. Hemi went and stood amongst the constellations. He found a perfect spot at the end of the Big Dipper. Surely here I can fit in, thought Hemi. The moon leaned in to watch his friend. But just then a cosmic wind began to bluster. Stardust stirred and blew right past the moon's nose. The moon made a very funny face and sneezed ha It started as a giggle, but Hemi couldn't keep his laughter inside. His laugh was so loud it shook the stars in the Big Dipper. Hemi, your laughter is making us lose our place, said the other stars. We have to stick together. You don't know our routine. Go away. Come back. With all his heart full of frowns, Hemi left to find some place else to belong. Next, Hemi went to see the North Star, known around the galaxy as Polly. In all her years of service, Polly had never moved, not even once. She was a legend among the stars. Hemi slowly approached Polly, took a deep breath, and asked, Would it be all right if I glowed beside you tonight? You could teach me how to stand at attention and shine bright. I would like to be more like you. If you think you have what it takes, you can try, said Polly. That night, Hemi stood as still as he could. It was hard, really hard. Hemi had never stood so still in his life. As he stood, his mind started to wonder and play. Then his heart started to create a song. It was a cheerful song with a catchy rhythm and an out-of-this-world beat. It started as a wiggle. But with the song moving in his mind and heart and feet, Hemi had to dance. He danced a wild, thankful dance. When his dance finally finished, Polly was annoyed. I gave you a chance, she said. I was made to guide the world below. I never waver and I always shine. You could never be like me. Now please leave and don't come back. I have a long night of standing perfectly still ahead of me. At that moment, Hemi's song was gone and the tiny light he carried in his heart refused to shine. He would never find his place. He would never fit in. That night, the moon went dark, too sad for his friend to glow. In the middle of the darkness, suddenly, something startling happened. The night flooded with light, brighter than the sky, brighter than anyone had ever known, full of color and joy. The Maker appeared. In all his power and glory, he saw Hemi. With a tender look, he asked, My dear, dear little star, why are you so sad? What's made such a playful one like you cease to smile? Hemi was afraid to tell the truth, but he found a tiny bit of courage, faced the maker and cried, I'm so sorry, maker. I'm a disappointment. I'm too silly to be of any use. I wanted to be something special. I wanted to sing and laugh and dance. Most of all, I just wanted to fit in. The maker's face grew sorrowful as he replied, Why would you want to just fit in? Don't you know I made you for a reason? You're more special than you could ever dream. I made you to sing and laugh and dance. I made you to reflect the love I have for you, no matter what others may believe. I have the most important job of all, save for a star just like you. I made you to sing from your heart a song of peace, a song of hope, a song of love. Your song will bring joy throughout the universe. The little star was in awe. He never knew the maker had a plan for him. What a lucky star he was, the luckiest star of all. In that moment, his heart burst with happiness. The moon had overheard every word the maker told Hemi, and in blissful celebration for his friend, he grew full and bright in the sky. They sang and laughed and danced together again. That night, far below the heavens, in an unexpected place, the maker's son was born. Hemi looked down and saw a baby placed inside a humble manger, and his joy overflowed. He couldn't help himself. He began to shine brighter than ever and sing a new song for the newborn king. Just then the wise men looked up in awe, hearing Hemi's song in their hearts. They followed his song all the way to a town called Bethlehem, and there they met the Maker's Son, Jesus. Every star in the galaxy heard Hemi's song. They saw him shine and were amazed. Sir felt his heart stir and began to sing along. All the stars on the Big Dipper started to laugh and shake the sky. And for the first time in a very long time, Polly began to dance. Each and every star had a song, a laugh, and a dance in their heart to celebrate the Maker's sun. Hemi was the brightest of them all. The whole earth saw Hemi, the star of Bethlehem, shining in the night sky. They stared in wide-eyed wonder. They felt the joy of hope being born. That night, the world was changed forever. If you listen closely this Christmas, you can still hear the star of Bethlehem's song, a melody for the ages. And if you look up at the nighttime sky, you might just spot Hemi, the luckiest star, still proudly shining, filling hearts with a thrill of hope and reflecting the maker's love for you. Story Jumpers! What an exciting way to learn about
0: the Star of Bethlehem, where he began, and what his purpose really was. Well, I'm joined by somebody who can give us a little more insight into the story about that wonderful star, David Fry.
1: How are you, David? I'm doing so good. I'm so glad to be here on Story Jumpers, and I hope that everybody enjoyed uh, that little, little glimpse into the Star of Bethlehem's early beginnings, so... You know, I was wondering where was this story going. I loved w- what was happening to the
0: story sure. to the to the star and I thought it was cool, you know, he met some people that were like not his friends and then he met right. you know the moon was there to co- to cover his back and help him out. But mm-hmm. I was like where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? And then all of a sudden it's revealed God's purpose for that little guy. Yeah.
1: Some of my favorite stories are like that and I think there's even great stories in the Bible where you're like how in the world could David go up against Goliath there's no way he could do it uh, but with God anything's possible and I think that that's kind of the the theme of this book is is this this little star who who didn't really have a whole lot of friends and just felt like he just didn't fit in anywhere uh, you know, wh- why was he made? What was his purpose? And all those silly things, all the things he was sad about in the end, they're, they're the things that God put in him for a very specific reason. Even though everybody else told him that, that they weren't any good, uh, I'm just so grateful that he figured out that that was why he was made and that God wanted him to sing and laugh and dance so much. Uh, and it just warms my heart every time I realize that that's why uh, Hemi was made
0: yeah it's really cool and you know another christmas story i don't know if if you thought of this while you were creating it Mm -hmm. but it reminded me of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer i mean that is
1: true that's true you know rudolph he didn't he didn't he got ridiculed a lot he got he got made fun of and and when all was said and done santa needed him pretty 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 much to to save the day and uh, i think yeah i think there's a little bit of that in all of us i think there's a little rudolph in each and everybody uh here and uh you know, I think that that is, that's a good, good uh, uh, place we could draw from.
0: <laughs> well, it's neat too, to think that, that the maker in the story, yes. God mm-hmm. did put a purpose in right. that little star and he put a purpose in each of us. That's right. So here's the difficult question. How do we uncover it? How do we figure out our purpose?
1: You know, I think for me, uh, a lot of times when I was little, uh, you know what I loved to do was the same thing Hemi loved to do. I loved to sing, and I loved to to go on adventures, even if it was in my own backyard. I loved to do all these things, uh, and I think as I gotten older, now that I'm a really old guy, uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful to have a three year old son, and he reminds me. Uh, of those that those passions and those mm. those joys, I think passion is a, is an important word. And what a passion really is to me is is what God has put inside of you to reflect Him to show people Him. And so for my son, he is another. He he loves to sing. He's singing Chris. He literally was singing Christmas carols just last month. And so I, <laughs> I don't care what time of year it is, it's a good time to sing Christmas carols and and sing about Baby Jesus being born and yeah. and the, the beauty He would bring into the world. But I think that. The, whatever it is that makes you so excited when you hear about it, whether it's going out and talking to friends or, or riding bikes, or whether it's it's going and, and being—you know—when you grow up, what do you want to be? Those those things are in you for a reason, and I think that sometimes God uses them in ways we don't even we can't even understand. Mm. Uh, if you had told me today that I'd be you know a singer and an author and doing all these things, I wouldn't have believed you. But those were the things when I was little that brought me great joy—reading great books and and singing uh, every song that I could get my hands on. And I'm so blessed that that's what I get to do for Jesus.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, uh, I imagine there are a lot of story jumpers who are familiar with your music. You know, now that they know your book, uh, (laughs) you know, they can also explore your music if they've never heard of Sidewalk Prophets, um, you know, which is a great band. And we love all the music that you you do bring forward. So thinking about the book, how did the idea for this story come about? I mean, this isn't something that just,
1: you know, pops up overnight, Sure. Uh, so that the uh, the beauty was, uh, my buddy Ben and I started our band Sidewalk Prophets together, and uh, we're songwriters. We love writing songs and and hope hoping to make the world sing as well. Um, but when we wrote one of my favorite songs, people ask, "What's your favorite song you've ever written?" Uh, for me, one of my favorite ones ever is a song called "Hey Moon," and it literally is about the star of Bethlehem talking to the moon about the night that Jesus was born. And I remember going in to write that song and a friend of ours, it was my buddy Ben and me and another friend of ours named Sam. And Sam said, guys, I got this this dumb idea. What if the star was talking to the moon about the night Jesus was born? And I was like, man, that's not dumb. That's brilliant. Like, We need a song in this world about that. And so I, I think that that was a good lesson that, that sometimes those ideas that we're afraid to share, we think that people aren't going to like. Uh, I think that that's so important because they're unique to us. If 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 my buddy Sam had had never taken a a chance on sharing that idea, I don't think that we would have this book, The Luckiest Star, because uh, our song Hey Moon uh, came from that. And everybody, when they heard our song Hey Moon, said, "Hey, you should write a book about that about about the the luckiest star about little uh, uh, the star of Bethlehem." And so we, that was a great jumping point to go from our song to this book.
0: That is cool, and it's always good to hear confirmation of your ideas, right? Feedback sure. and people telling you, you, you might be itching at that idea. But when you hear it from two or especially right. three people, then you have to start to think,
1: hmm, something's yeah. important here. It that usually I get starts with on. your mom. Your mom usually yeah. is the first one to encourage yeah. you. Uh, but then when yeah. other people outside of your mom start encourage you to do it. Then you need to take take notice. (laughs) Take notice.
0: Take notice. Something else I took notice of were the beautiful illustrations. This wasn't just a book with words. It is beautiful from cover to cover and every page in between is full color Mm -hmm. right to the edge. And we get to see the action and see what's happening. Um, Did you happen to do all that? Art coloring your
1: <laughs> No. Our friend David Leonard, um, he had done some work for for the band, doing some album covers for us and is a great cartoonist illustrator. Uh we reached out to him as soon as we knew that we were doing this book because he is he had he had done cartoons for the New Yorker, uh, uh and and many other magazines and, and publications. And uh we knew that if we just kind of shared the story with him, you know, he was he was caught up in it as well. And he's like, I got all these ideas of what it looks like running around in my head. And I am not an illustrator. I think when you talk about those passions uh, that God put in you to reflect Him, I I love drawing, but they look terrible. And so I was grateful <laughs> that that God made my buddy David uh, as well uh, to to illustrate this because yeah. yes, I think that that is one of the things that as soon as you see the book, you're you're. Swept up in it, it's it's kind of like a great Disney movie. A lot of times, you don't even have to see the movie; just see the poster, and you're like, "I want to go see that." And and I'm so grateful that as you as you flip through the pages, to to, to try to draw what God looks like, and try to draw what what a, a star of Bethlehem uh, a, as a young child would look like. It's it's hard it, it, for for me. I, I can you know visualize it, but when I saw David's drawings, I was like, "That's it. That's that's what was going on in my head." And I'm so grateful for him. He was able
0: to capture what you had that's in. That was his worship.
1: Yeah, that was his praise. Yes. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's cool. So, how did you guys do this? Like, was this a weekend project or was there a longer process?
1: (laughs) No, having that song, it was uh, 10 years ago that that song came out. So, uh, it was a very long process. Uh, Four years ago, uh, we kind of wrote the original draft uh, of this, this book and, you know, it went through. Editing and all those things that that, that happened to it, and we uh, had had a friend named Elizabeth come along, and she shared her ideas and helped us grow it even more. And 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 so I think that you know over four years uh, we've been working and, and tinkering on this book. And, and since then, like I said, I have a three year old. So before my son was born, I wrote mm. this book, and now that I've written it, I look and I see him all over it. Like even oh. some of the edits we were going through, and I was like, I don't know if the the star would say it quite like that. This is you know this is how I envisioned, and now my my son being a three year old. I think I might've captured him as, as Hemi uh, in that book. So I'm I'm so grateful for that as well. That's neat. That's neat. Sometimes it takes a
0: while to get a good project to come together with all the right people and then all the work that has to go into it. Were you ever discouraged at any point
1: when, you know, when you were working on the book? Yeah. I think sometimes when you, when you write something and you think it's really good and then somebody else comes and gives you their, critique you can sometimes take that or you know they're, they're giving you their opinion you can take it really hard where it's like oh man but I worked so hard on this but really what it's beautiful um, and that's what I do as a songwriter as an author of books I have friends around me and I've found that that helps me the most if I write something on my own that could be great and and I could share it uh, but I found that I've, I make it even stronger when I share it with my friends and so when I wrote this this you know original manuscript of this book I sent it to my buddy Ben he and I kind of wrote it together. Then Elizabeth came along. All these folks, uh, and and it was hard to hear some criticism. Uh, but but when we looked and looked at it from a, a a little bit further view, like you could see, oh yeah, they're making good points, and maybe we should work on this. And so I think that learning how to deal uh, the difference between criticism and like somebody just being a jerk—that <laughs> happens too. Uh, but. But no, these were people that were trying to help the book be better and and come from a different perspective and different angle. And so that really, uh, even though it was originally a discouragement, it became an encouragement Mm -hmm. that, oh, man, all these people are so excited. They just want this book to be the best that it can be.
0: Right. Iron sharpens iron, right? Right. Making it stronger. Cool. That's right. So aside from the feedback you got while you were creating it, now your book is out there. There are families reading it and enjoying
1: it. Yeah. And what kind of feedback have you heard from kids and their families? It's been amazing we've seen YouTube videos of of children reading it and just it warms our heart because you know this was again like something that that uh you know we wrote just hoping that that one person would read it that somebody would be you know willing to to buy it and check it out and and we've had thousands and thousands of 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 sales of the book already and uh but we're so excited just to be here. And, Hey, my family, every single night the week, starting in December, we're reading this together every night up until Christmas. And that wow. is, that's crazy to me. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm so, so blessed to hear that it's becoming like a Christmas tradition for people to read this together as a family, not just kids, but, but adults and kids and grandparents yeah. alike all gathering around reading that book. Uh, kind of like twas the night before Christmas. My family used to read that all the time. And, and this is one that, uh, hopefully you can add to the rotation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's
0: a new Christmas classic. That's I know right. Sure, that, sure. <laughs> you know, this little stack of books that every yes. year it comes out watch, and
1: watch our Charlie Brown, you know, Charlie Brown it. Christmas on, and then go read this book. That's a win-win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so cool. And, um, another big win, uh, sidewalk profits every year, they have a great big family Christmas that's tour. Right. Yes. And I mean, that is a big deal for you guys. And yeah. now you've tied in Hammy's story and the book with that. Yeah what what was the tie in how how does the book benefit the tour and then and then what's the tour all about
1: yeah i think i think that uh, uh our great big family christmas tour is all Easily the most attended tour of every year. Uh, we're just guys that love Christmas and we love celebrating Jesus all throughout the year, but especially at Christmas. There's just something special about that time, and so when we sat down to write our first book, we're like, it makes sense that we love Christmas so much, we should write this Christmas book. Uh, and and so it's it's kind of great just to tie it all together. There in the middle of the show, I read an excerpt from the book and and kind of just. Brings this this uh, sense of peace and 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 joy uh, in the middle of the show. We're having fun. We're we we have uh, uh, you know some some horns and strings and all the all the fun things going on at the show. Uh, but this book kind of just brings it brings it home, brings it to a place where we're reminded um, that each each and every one of us has a story to tell. We have a song to sing. We have something in our hearts that Jesus wants to use to reflect him, that, that God wants to use to to show the world his love. And I think at the that at the heart of the book, that's the message, but also at the heart of our tour, we hope that families leave having a good time, feeling like they're a part of a great big family, but knowing that they also have a song to sing, a, a dance to dance and a story to tell to reflect the love of Jesus. Man, that's awesome. Well,
0: I hope that the Christmas tour goes
1: well again this Thanks. year. Yeah, And I hope that if you guys write another book, would you please bring it back and share it with the Story Jumpers? I would be honored to. We love you guys and we hope that everybody out there just finds the best stories just to reflect the maker's love for each and every one of us. Thank you so much for stopping by, David. Fry. Thank uh, Thanks, we Andrew. We really enjoyed the book. We'll talk to you soon. All right. See you soon. Parents, Dave
0: Fry grew up always reading and always singing. He's the co-founder and frontman for the Dove award-winning band Sidewalk Profits. Sidewalk Prophets started In Anderson, Indiana, where Dave graduated with honors in English. He currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee, and is married to the love of his life, Harmony Fry. His son, William, reminds him of the sweetness of Emmy. This book was written to bring focus to the true meaning of Christmas and also shed light on the part we play in carrying on the story of Christmas. Navigating today's world as a child can be a scary thing, And our hope is that children and parents alike will find some inspiration from Hemi. Hemi's journey is a reminder that we all have a part to play in telling God's story and that we should live our lives confidently in the fact that the maker has created us to be a special part of his plan. Learn more about the book at SidewalkProphets.com.